Flash. No, it's funny because I just came from a podcast with, with Ken and we were talking about how how important the women in our lives have been to to us, especially for recovery and just learning how to live with ourselves after, you know, living in a, a malaise of, of, of just, you know, intoxication, dealing with all the stuff. And I, I was like, oh, my God, my poor wife, she had to deal with like... And then, I, and then my always my go-to line is like at the time, uh, you know, my dad died, my wife was pregnant, uh, I, I just got sober, and my I realized my hair was falling out. So it's like all this was happening at once, and and so my wife had to deal with that, and and God bless, you know, it was all positive stuff. It was all good. It was just it was just like um, it, it all kind of led into like people need other people. It, you know, like even the people who say they don't need other people, those are the people who need people the most. That and, was me. Yeah. That was me. I don't need nobody. I don't tell my problems to nobody. But this year, <laughs> this past like 18 months or so, man, thank God for my friends. Like, they're probably like, who is this like depressed woman that's never shared her feelings with me before? <laughs> well, it. I don't know why. Why do you think you were so closed off? I don't know. I just figured like, like, you don't need to hear my problems. Everybody's got their own problems. Like, why do I want to tell you mine? And for the most part, I've been able to just kind of like power through life and just like cupcakes and rainbows. <laughs> but then like this year, like, man, like real shit happened, and I was like, whoa! If I keep this bottled up, like I will die. Mm -hmm. Like I will literally eat myself away. And so it was like. Um, friends, I need you. <laughs> well, Family, I need you. <laughs> and then what's also weird is like you you don't realize how much you needed them until you're like twenty three hundred miles away from them, as well. Yeah, that's because true. even though even though like, I mean, even when we were going, you know, when we go through our stuff, you were you know years for the years we've been together, you were never one to just be like, Colin, carry in, and I'm fucking, and we're, we're you know just yeah. You were just like, just we handled it, or you handled it internally. I was just, it's like I, I'm just wondering, like, how you got through your entire life to to the age of 35 with, and, and especially with never getting close to my friends and to exposing right? well, myself. To them. Like you put on this like huge barrier, right? I don't like, even think is, it was a barrier. It was no, just like it, this problem wasn't. There's never been a problem that's been so bad that like I couldn't just like remember that it's human. Because like when re like reading old books especially have really helped me, because it's like oh like look at these people in like the nineteen like early nineteen hundreds like they're dealing with the same shit that I'm dealing with now in like two thousand and five or whatever year right, and so it was always just like it doesn't matter like everyone goes through this and we all survive but um, sometimes life gets too real, <laughs> and you're just like whoa if I don't talk about this. And, and I'm definitely not, like, a therapist person. Like, I'm not going to go tell some random person my problems just because, like, 
Like, you don't even know me. Like, I don't even care about your opinion. And and, and also, how much do they care? Really? I mean, because they're getting paid to listen to you. You're better than them. And then, and then they also have, like, 12 more people Eight that day. Eight hours a day yeah. of ear battering. It's like, so, that's, a, well, that's the problem I'm facing now with my therapist. And you know all about this, of course. But it's like, I, I just feel like I'm going there and ear battering this person. And at the end of the session, like a couple weeks ago, she was like, oh, my God, they're really stacking me deep. You know, just like talking about how many people she has to see after you, after you've worn after down. me and <laughs> after the next week. And she's just like, it's just not, it's, you know, it's just like you get this feeling that it's never ending. Like she just can never get ahead. And then talking to uh, somebody who was working deep within that company that my therapist works for i see why they're all overworked and like resources are kind of shifted to other places so there's more to it than just this woman being overworked it's you know she also works for a company that might have poor leadership well i've been told in confidence that the company has poor leadership coming from somebody who was very deep within the company but yeah it's like it's so it's just it's weird because like it just i know who you are as a person and and i know the things that you've been through in life and and i feel like the things that you've been through in life overshadow these past few months not at all which is so a lot of people have been homeless a lot of people's parents have gotten divorced a lot of people have crazy siblings that they grow up and learn to love but when you're dealing with like questions because of adult decisions that you've made that like see everything that's happened to me in the past and I don't even say happened to me but everything that I've experienced right um it hasn't been because of me like it hasn't been my fault like oh my parents got divorced that has nothing to do with me like oh I'm homeless at nine years old that has nothing to do with me like oh like my brother's cussing me out on the school bus right now <laughs> that has nothing to do with me i have acne like oh big whoop like who cares right but when you're dealing with like adult decisions and like matters of the heart those are all your fault like nobody there's nobody else that you can just be like oh that's not my fault i'm gonna get over it it's like well this is totally my fault like i've brought all this dissension upon myself and i need to figure out like and like the choices that i make have to be my own and and the consequences of those choices are fully mine although i'm married so like the choices that i make also affect other people they affect you they affect my son they affect you know the people around us but it's different when you're an adult because it's it's completely your fault and it's not something that you can just yeah, I'll just get over that and I'll just I'll outgrow that and I'll become an adult and life will go on. I mean, there, there's people that have been like raped and molested by their family members. And like for all of the whatever that I faced in life, it was who cares? Like I had people that loved me. I had a really strong support system. I had great role models. Like I got to see the other side as well. Like oh, I'm definitely not going to do drugs. Like I want to have my teeth when I'm an adult, you know, like I want to be able to pay my bills. Um, but it's just, it, it was just like all of this, like stress and drama that I brought to myself that it was like, I can't even I can't even begin to see beyond myself and I have to talk it out. 
Mm. I have to. And I, and then, then you find out that like, you know, everybody's dealing with the same thing. Like everybody goes through it. Like, and by everybody, I mean like, have you ever turned on the radio or read a book <laughs> or watched a movie? Like everybody's going through it. Mm. Um, and guy, you just need to know you're not alone. Mm. And and just something about no, and misery loves company, right? All of these cliche quotes that never go away. There's a reason. So I don't know. Um, I don't even know how we got on this topic, but well, whatever. I was asking you because I was, well, I was saying like, because I know who you are as a person and you, I know your history, you know, pretty well that in my opinion, there was things in your life that you experienced that, that maybe you just sort of glazed over at the time. And then, but the difference between that, those experiences and you know the experience of, of what you went through last year was that you brought it upon yourself and that's kind of you elaborated so that was the difference and that's why that didn't that didn't matter as much as this so mm-hmm. it was interesting is you know and being out here by yourself you didn't you didn't have anybody really you had your this family my family but that's not like who you grew up with and that's not who I mean, you're comfortable with my family, but it's you're not that comfortable where you'd be like, hey, Mama Grande, can I get $20? I want to go see a movie. You know, like you would never I wouldn't ask- even ask my mom that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true, too. <laughs> but, you know, like you really were kind of on an island and... It was and- nice. I, I To be honest, I might be the only person in the world that feels this way, but oh, depression feels like this hug that you just i mean like you want to let go but like you don't like at least for me like it was nice like well you never really experienced it like that and then people who do experience it frequently like me uh you know like here we go again well it's (laughs) it's it's off-putting it is but like i guess you just gotta know who you are and that it never ceases to amaze me how you put a positive spin on anything (laughs) It's not even like I'm trying. It's just no. But this is who you are, and th- and that's probably that barrier that protected you all those years. That through all the hardships that you had to deal with with your family or whatever in the past, um, you know, that's probably how you sort of put that wall down of like positivity, just sort of blocking out all the bullshit. But along the way, you kind of, I guess you. I mean, you never, you just never experienced that. You never allowed yourself to experience that. Whereas, like, I, I feel like people who are prone to depression sometimes can put themselves there. Oh, I could totally see after after having experienced depression, um, wanting to go back to that place. <laughs> like, wanting to be like, oh, I just want to be depressed for, like, a couple of months. Like, I, it makes me a better artist. Like, like let's, okay, so... <laughs> Like I exactly. Wrote, like this I is wrote. what I'm talking about. Exactly. Like people who are struggling <laughs> with depression would be like, I fucking choke this bitch. <laughs> I have voluntary depression. <laughs> Sign me up. You're like the guy. You're like the person who wants to be picked for jury duty. You're like over here, over here. Me, 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 me. <laughs> no, um, but you know, like there's a bunch of songs that I've written. Um, all in minor keys Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) that are um that are the complete opposite of like all the happy stuff i've ever written i mean i became an actor because i got depressed and i was just like 
cute little 16 bar phrases are not enough to like truly evoke the emotion that I'm feeling. So I went out and started acting because I was like, I need free prose. <laughs> like I need like I need free speech without rhyming to be able to like put into words. I need to become a different character to put into words what it is that I'm feeling and to I don't know. It's been cool. I don't want to live in a depressive state forever, but I mean that's why the album has it the name 1019, this new album that 1018. I just released 1018 because um it was the day that kickstarted my depression. And like to me like cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to so many more people now because usually like I'm the one that my friends would call and be like, I want to tell you this. And I'm like, it's okay. You'll get over it. Yeah. And like, like I never understood how people would be like pissed at me for mm. being like, it's okay. Like yeah. life will go on. Like, let's just like eat burritos, you know? Yeah. And they're just like, I fucking hate you. Like, why are you c talking to me like this? Like, yay. Hooray. But now like, I get it. Like you really can't just turn it off. Like, in my head, you could always just turn it off. Cause that's I was like, just I, stop. Yeah, just stop being sad. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, I, mean you just have, I, remember, I remember having very frustrated conversations with you just <laughs> over these things just because you're just like... Because at one point, I just accepted a, this is just who you are as a person. And like, it's either accept it or, or drive yourself crazy. And, and, and like, it, it also is like a barrier between two people, you know? It's like, this person really doesn't get who I am because they choo they're choosing to just stay in their little world. Way they're, to go, Mike. You brought me thing. down to the dark side. <laughs> well, but this, is, but this is real shit. And I think that... You know, even though that we had these hard times last year, um, it's made us closer, and I think it's made us understand who each other are, like, like almost fully, I think. Like, almost to a point where it's like, oh, okay, uh, okay, I get it. And even the way we talk to each other is like, I'm feeling frustrated right now. And, not, and I know I still have to deal with my shit of just being, and not being an asshole all the time. But it, it's... it's it really is making us both step back and take a look at ourselves as individuals and as like and as a couple as two people who are sharing a life together and a child so it's it was it was a horrible moment in, in our lives but like it was but like right now we can sit back and be like well almost thankful for it i don't know where are you thankful for your experience I'm thankful for the depression. I'm not thankful for, for all of it. Like, there's some <laughs> right. things that, like, I would change. Right, but... For sure. But, yeah, so you're thankful for what the experience gave I'm you. thankful for realizing life through different color lenses. Because mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah. And it helps me be a better artist. And at the end of the day, like, that's that's all I am as an artist. I mean, yes, I'm other things, but like I am defined by my art because it's all I want to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is this is what, this is what we're putting forth in the world. It's like, you don't want to be an executive at, I want to be an executive at Rain and Mystique. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're not trying to be an executive anywhere, but Rain and Mystique incorporated. Not Inc. I'm not there yet. Just, LLC. Sole proprietor. Sole proprietor. We're still, <laughs> we're still doing sole proprietor here. Sole proprietor. Uh, what's interesting about 
the album is because some of these songs came out of that. Well, at least only one. One one song. Well, came out of it. two. Kind of right. <laughs> Which one? Um. Well, two years is one of the songs that. Two years is my sad song. There's definitely like a ton of songs that I've written since 1018 has been recorded um, that I would like to release that I feel like if you like sad stuff, I had a friend tell me once she was like, you know, like I really like your happy stuff, but like, I just like can't relate to it that much. Like it's good music, but I can't relate to it. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And then I got sad and I was like, Oh fuck. Like (laughs) who wants to listen to this right now? Like I want to hear like the saddest stuff ever. (laughs) Like I want to hear jealous by Labyrinth. And like, I just want to hear like, you know, songs that meow. So, um, there's a lot of stuff that I want to record still that I've written. Yeah, there's probably like a whole another album worth of music that I've requit- written that's all just kind of like takes you to that like sad violin Crimea River place. <laughs> um, but Two Years is probably like the the saddest song on the album. And I, I mean, I really like it. It's sad. It's hopeful. But um, Unspoken is a part of that collection. But it's not sad at all. Like it's I mean, it's still a nice song. Yeah, so well, and that's and that's kind of a good leeway into this. It was like this this EP. Um, this is the first time you've ever like written, arranged, and like put into action a fucking your own songs. Because the other four songs, I wrote the chords, and then we wrote a song together, and then you took that to the band, and then you guys reconfigured it to how it fit for that project. But and that's kind of how we've always done it. But every since you started playing the ukulele, you've been able to sort of start expressing yourself. Well, I wrote songs. I've written songs before by myself, like chords and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. What songs? Um, anger management. Oh yeah. Um, there's some horrible songs that we're just we're not gonna talk about those. Songs. Oh, God, we can't talk. <laughs> you about- kind of bait me, bro. <laughs> you mean like the titty jiggle? <laughs> Can we just cut uh, in the titty jiggle right here? No, we're not. Gonna. Don't do that. Don't ruin people's ah. Oh, I thought I was about to stop. Um, no, I've written other stuff before, but this is the first time that I've written music um, where it didn't involve anybody else but me in the aspect that I wasn't writing something thinking like people are really going to like this. This is what people want to hear. Um, It was like, I have to write this song because if I don't get this out of my body, like it is going to like make me combust. And so it was completely, it was just a different approach to it. And I think you can hear that in the music because it just sounds real. It doesn't sound like that's not even Raina. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, that's Raina, but like, that's like Raina trying to fit in and like, I don't need to fit in. I don't, I just need to exist. And that that's enough for me is just to exist and to, to be real and authentic. So. Yeah, that's nice. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I know we've talked about how the re- album was recorded with the analog and that's the nerd shit, but what kind of went into the album in post-production so like after you recorded all these songs we had six rough mixes of songs and then sort of tell us the journey of those songs after they were recorded well they sat just rough mixed for a long time because i started acting and i kind of got like (laughs) excited with that which hold on by the way i've 
Uh, Raina constantly amazes me as a person and and her fearlessness. And one of the big things is her 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 fearlessness to just start over or start something new or just just start something you know that that just out of left field whatever it is just to like reinvent i guess is what we're, i'm saying is like you constantly reinvent yourself which is is amazing anyways i i was digressing from what we were talking about you you started acting so you got distracted um from once again starting over and starting a new career reinventing not even reinventing just exploring new ways to express myself mm -hmm. because you have to in life. Mm. I mean, I plan on living a really long time. And so um, I can't just keep doing the same thing forever. Like, that's not what life is. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's I think it's when you uh, I think your brain starts shutting down after you kind of come become complacent with just uh, a certain training of, of thought where you're uh if you're just doing the same shit every day, you just, you know, work, home, beer, fucking uh, TV. Or sleep, anything. Or write any, song. Write, write song, song every day, every it's day. Like, no, if you do anything all the time every day, you're not, what are you learning really? Yeah. You, your brain kind of stops learning. It kind of goes into an atrophy. And, and then all of a sudden you have like uh, Alzheimer's. <laughs> yeah. Or you just like you're bored with yourself or you hate yourself or you have to keep doing stuff. You have to challenge yourself. Mm. I um, teach my students that, um, you know, they have some of them have stage fright now currently. And I go, you need to embrace your stage fright and love it because that's how you're growing. Because the time is going to come when you don't have stage fright anymore and you're going to be you're not going to be bored because it's still it's still exciting. But it's just not going to be the same. And you're going to be like, like stage fright is the high. Mm -hmm. Like some people cliff dive. Some people jump out of planes. Like for me, like I try to find new ways to freak myself out in front of other people. Like that's my high, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, my great, I love being in the recording studio. That's like my, like probably like my happy, happy, happy place. Um, but there's still that part of me that like likes to, perform and be in situations that are uncomfortable to me and I just don't have those with singing like right now I I I had to find new ways and so acting has been really good for that because it's like oh shit this is a whole new skill set um and then those decisions better inform my choices in the recording studio so it makes my happy place even happier mm. even if I'm writing sad stuff <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a there's something to like <clears throat> to mastery i was just reading a book of course or, or listening to a book let me rephrase that a any of my guests that i talk to i just i say read but if i'm talking to reina i know better than to just be like yeah i read this book because she knows that I, I only listen to books i don't <laughs> i haven't read i haven't really sat down and read a book in a year i think the last book that i read was that book that we both read uh, um about the kid with um osbergers remember and he was he was just a kid and he had to go face he had to get on a bus and go find his parents or something no it must not have inspired me that much it was a good book but Did it, i like it yeah you're the one who told me to read it oh so <laughs> you know the problem is that i've read so many books <laughs> yeah, she's a book elitist i just read so many books i just can't keep track i can't of keep them. track of the one book that you read 
um but like mastery and, and and keeping yourself keeping learning stuff and and what i was reading in a book uh, that it comes from our need to be um to be proficient at hunting and gathering and understanding and, and constantly having to move around and get so like from our hunter gatherer days as whatever forms of humans we were then uh it's ingrained genetically that that it's this innate thing where humans feel like they need to master things and continue to master things and at one point it was for our survival but now it's it's it's, it's still for our survival it is you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and so but uh, yeah you're right because you can starve to death if you're not well not only that attention. just like if you're not mastering things you are literally festering you are stagnating mm -hmm. like you are at home trying to like live your life through television and that's not surviving to me. That's like, I don't know what, that's existing. On its base level. On its base level. So. Because sometimes just existing is nice. You were just talking about, just I just want to exist. And sometimes just existing is nice. You're just yeah. sort of like, I can't. <laughs> I'm just going to stay in and exist today. I'm a full Leo. Like, when it comes to like, um, like, they say that Leos are, you know, very creative and outgoing, but they also just want to sleep a lot. <laughs> Like, I ride the line between that where it's like, I just want to sleep for four days and then I want to be like super manic and like create for like four months and then like don't talk to me for a week because I'll be sleeping. Like, um, and, and that's how I work best, but you need sleep for growth, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's good. Yeah, and, and and some people it's more innate than others, you know, the, 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 the wanting and, and getting that satisfaction faction out of these increments of progress uh just slowly building this fucking these strengths slow and steady you know what um i i've been recording since i was in my late teens like on my own like i i had the privilege of doing a few projects when i was like a child but really like being in the studio on my own was like a teenager and people would tell me like um that's a really good start you know like oh wow like i can like you have you have good potential and i would be like fuck you dude like <laughs> i just worked on that and then you go back and listen to it three years later and you're like oh uh, i see what they meant and now it's like i have like what 25 almost 30 years of like trying to like create something and it's super awesome because like i found myself recently i was at an artist review thing and i was telling somebody like you have great potential like keep it up and i was just like i'm that asshole now <laughs> that's like saying this to someone but like i mean that like in the best possible way because some people like it's like mm, everybody has potential mm -hmm. but some people like you truly mean it like yeah. i see where you're going i see what you're trying to do and i think it's awesome that because there's some people out there that Yes, they have potential, but they also have a team of people that are masking their potential and they're just like giving them all the answers. Um, can you kind of expand on that? I'm not sure. Totally. Um, okay, let's talk about Britney Spears, right? Mm -hmm. Britney Spears had potential. Miley Cyrus had potential. But with Britney Spears, somebody was just giving her all the answers. Wear this, do this, sing this be this mm -hmm. with Miley Cyrus people were telling her that but she was also making mistakes and taking risks and you have to fail mm -hmm. in order to succeed 
on your own terms. If someone's giving you all the answers, you're going to succeed, but it won't be a self success. It'll be it'll be the kind of success that eats you up, right? Right. Britney Spears cutting off all her hair opposed to Miley Cyrus just saying, Fuck you guys, I'm just gonna make the music I wanna make. I'm gonna I'm not, do whatever I I'm want. not gonna let I'm not gonna let you dictate who I am and then when when my internal dialogue doesn't match what your dialogue is yeah, I'm not going to let that malfunction. I'm just going to put up the barrier and walk away. Whereas Britney Spears is so embedded into that, that it just sort of... And everybody has potential. And, mm-hmm. and we all need people that are going to help us and nurture us and support us. But um, being allowed to make mistakes and have people tell you like, oh, I can see your potential. Mm-hmm. Great start. You know, yeah. like um, now, like I really appreciate those things and, and having like just like ridiculous music that like I can't say that I'm proud of but I can't at the same time like you know I'm proud of the titty jiggle why because like I did that on my own mm-hmm. and it's not I don't know or I'm I'm proud of I'm gorgeous or because they're not things that like I necessarily promote now but I wouldn't be the artist I am today if I wouldn't have done those things yeah, yeah. so it's important um it's important to 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 master something to take your time and really do something i mean i'm 25 years in and i (coughs) finally have an album that i'm just like i'm going to spam the shit out of you guys you are going to like like listen to this and like i don't care if you like it like i feel like you're going to love it because it's truly me Mm. and anybody who loves me is going to love it just because like it is a true reflection of me um but uh it took a really long time it took a really long, really, really long time to to make something that I'm like wholeheartedly proud of and to finally, I would say, have a jump, a jump off point. Like this is now the jump off point. Mm. Um, yeah, this is the new standard of creating. Or this is the you. new starting point, like not even like the new standard, like this is the new starting point, mm. you know, like every time you get this new starting line mm. that you get to like go from. And so my starting line is now it's just a little bit further ahead than it was a long time ago. <laughs> you The other side of like the refusal of mastery for people to like just refuse those innate feelings is um, it all leads back to when we were hunter gatherers and because thinking and, and uh, thinking like critical thinking is not a popular thing um, genetically because back when we were hunting and gathering thinking uh used a lot of energy a lot of glucose in the brain and so (laughs) so the the ones who were like pushing past that going forward is the ones who survived and the people who were just sort of like that's that's requires too much energy your body physically just can't handle the thought and so (laughs) when you see that happening laziness is what people call it i think uh when you see that laziness now it's just it's something that's ingrained in us just as much as mastery. And and that's what we're fighting, you know, especially as artists, because we can be really lazy. I mean, let's face it. You have to be lazy, though. You yeah. have to regenerate. Be I didn't bored. realize that it takes, like, physical energy mm. like that. I didn't realize that. But that makes perfect sense because... Um, because i get really tired you know like i'll work 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 and then i'm just like i need you guys to sleep in the living room so that i can (laughs) be by myself in this room right now and and not talk to me (laughs) because i'm tired 
and I need to regenerate so that I can continue doing more. You have to love your work in order to come out of the laziness. If you don't love your work, you're just going to stay lazy because the work itself becomes daunting. Mm. But if you love the work, it becomes challenging and exciting and forever shifting and changing. Yeah, and you can't just go into something that you love thinking that it's going to be awesome all the time because that's what you love. The challenge is, is that comes along with what you love and what you're passionate about, especially if it's something that goes against what the normal, the norm is society. Do you want to pause and turn off your Yeah, alarm? because it's so bothering me. Hold on. I'm going to go turn off my alarm. You just vamp. I'm not vamping. He'll cut this out. No. Oh, he's not cutting this out? Well, that's lame. I don't have any vamping for you guys. Should we enjoy a moment of silence for creativity? Oh, I know why. Why? Oh, and I just silenced it. I didn't even turn it off. I'll help you remember. I'll have it right here. Ready. What were we talking about? New subject. (laughs) Oh, the but like like how you say like you'll work like you'll work yourself into a into just like a a straight up just exhaustion and you're drained and you just have nothing left and you need those moments to rejuvenate and i was just thinking what a perfect example was is this holiday season for us was nuts we had christmas and 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 rehearsals at the purple at the rose for you you had to drive up to chelsea and then birthdays and birthday parties and expectations for family and weddings and new years and all this stuff and it literally left i mean it left me like like it just drained me like i like gave everything to that last week and it left me fucking. It, I was I was depressed for a couple of days, and now I'm glad I'm coming out of that, Jesus, because it was just like you give so much, you're so tired, your body can't handle that much shit. You have to just sort of take a break. And uh, that was one of the things that we're I was talking about with Ken actually. The podcast I did just right before this is just um, just working yourself, giving so much that, that there's nothing left for yourself. And you, you kind of, if you're going to be out there putting yourself out there like that, you, you have to make sure you take care of yourself. And I, I think that's one of the things that you had a hard time really coming to realize, especially after having a baby, like you really put a lot of pressure on yourself to maintain this, like, I can't take time for myself. I have a baby. I, you know, I have a family to take, you know, like you have all these pressures that you sort of like, you let yourself sort of live in and what what i appreciate now i mean going through all this is that the fact that you are like no fuck this i'm gonna go to yoga bye you know like no fuck this i need i need to sleep by myself tonight bye you know it's something that i feel like i've encouraged for you over the years but it was something that never resonated with you because of just who you are you're just a very you're alpha it's, it's female and strong black woman tendencies strong, <laughs> strong black women who 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 a lot of the times are left with the fucking bill right like they're like strong women especially black women who are out there fucking just they're left with the check like they have all the kids they have to support them they put these little fuckers through college that's a lot of shit man and and then so i i, I can i mean you could easily i wasn't left with the bill but no, but what I'm saying is that a lot of times 
women are just sort of left women to the, in general women in general are mm -hmm. just sort of left to the you know left to the to to everything and whereas guys are just like well my job here is done i'm just gonna go over here now <laughs> you know i'm leaving or however it turns out uh you know that's in you this this thing where you just gotta you gotta you gotta hold the world on your shoulders and you can't show weakness or else the whole thing's coming down but but you're realizing it's okay not showing weakness not that you're weak or anything but it's okay the vulnerability it's like i'm vulnerable to these things and so now i need to preserve and self-preservation is self-love so it's it's cool it that's a really cool thing and it's a really awesome point of growth that i've noticed with you is that you you're taking time for yourself but also you're taking time to to uh, evaluate yourself and to you know just process and not just fly over it just glaze over it and and it's been helpful for both of us and you know just just even just being able to express ourselves to each other and, and fully understand what's going on between us and maybe it's we're not always going to understand what's happening with the other person fully but at least we can like have the empathy in place to sort of be like okay this person is suffering or this per you know like whatever the situation is is like being able to to help each other instead of diminishing you know like each other and ourselves it was nice it was nice and and so the album came out of that <laughs> but in a weird way right um i'm sorry some I, just of the songs. It, I just tied it all back to the album <laughs> keep grinding the album back <laughs> 1018 now available on all major streaming platforms. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. R E R E I N A M Y S T I Q U E dot com. Raymystique.com. Go there, get your physical copy. I think we still have some signed copies left, don't we? There's like I think sixteen left. Uh oh. Something like that. So you better get on it. You better get on it. Um So you became an actress and these songs sort of just sat on the sidelines and um yep can you, yeah. can you give me more of like how how it came yeah they sat for a while and then i i knew i need, i knew i needed to release them so i um i heard about this grant through the toledo arts commission and um i was like oh i'm gonna apply for that that'll be fun because that'll be like a fun way to release the album but also like be kind of like collaborative mm. um so i was awarded an, a grant to remix the songs and I hadn't, I mean, I had listened to the songs, but I had kind of let them sit. So I went back and listened to them and I was awarded the grant and they remixed the songs. And I was like, holy shit, these aren't really good. <laughs> um, and that's nice. That's, that's like a really nice thing to go back and listen to your music after like months. Because I recorded them in May and then I was awarded the grant in December. Mm -hmm. um, and so the grant, I got them remixed um, and then I got them mastered. And the mastering was just like, wow, it was amazing. Mm. It just, um, it, wow, it makes such a it makes such a big difference to get your stuff like professionally mastered. Um, and then, yeah, I, did, I have just been like spamming people like <laughs> to the point where like like go Reina. Like I didn't even know you could send that many DMs. Yeah. <laughs> So now it's just kind of like see what happens. Like I'm gonna be pretty relentless with like promoting it. Like it's gonna be like, Hi, what's your name? I'm on Rain. I have a new album out. You should listen to it. Like I think that's what's gonna happen and we'll see what happens. I mean, I would love I would absolutely love um placements. 
Like that would be a really awesome thing. Um, we just, you know this, but everybody else doesn't know that. We just played a wedding and we were playing one of our songs as the first dance. Cause I've played weddings before where people have been dancing and singing and, but I've never played a wedding where one of the songs that I co-wrote was the first dance. And that's amazing. And so like, I just, I would love to hear superior or two years or adventure or different, just like in a TV show or in a movie or on a commercial, like anywhere really. Like I just want the music to be integral. I want it to be the kind of music that people can like just ride to. It's just, there's so much noise. (laughs) There's so much noise. And, um, that's just not who I am. My music is very like, it's very about the silences. Like, yes, like, yes, my creativity comes in the form of the notes Mm. and the words. And, but I think the real, the real mastery for me has been the silences. Mm. And, um, I just really hope that people can appreciate that and let it be like a palate cleanser, you know, and just something that they crave, like, like the way that I crave it. Like I crave music. That's just, simple i my life is pretty simple in in those terms like i don't listen to a lot of funk music or edm like there's a place for that there's totally a place for that but in my everyday life like i just need like some good cruising music like a lot of musicians listen to podcasts because it's just like how much noise can you take Mm. and i want my music to be like like the musical incarnation of a podcast you know like the the musical medicine for the musician yes <laughs> yes the, the musician who's just just can't take it anymore yes. for the day and they're just like and i just need to turn down no and listen to some music so some i need to hear some silences <laughs> which that, that's been a reoccurring theme throughout your life it has oh my god i love silence like i am that person that's just like what turn the radio off <laughs> everybody be quiet it's so funny because you tell me how you were like the the radio master in the car as a kid everybody would jam and you'd be like i just need some silence i just need some silence and you would dictate everybody, everybody be mad at you because you're enforcing this but i i see the value of silence uh more more from you because I mean, you know how this, but you know, I like shit constantly going. Noise, you like noise. I just, just like things happening. All A the lot time. of people like noise. Yeah. Otherwise, like Cardi B wouldn't be an artist, or <laughs> you know, like who you like. I like Cardi B. Yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. but I just can't be inundated with that much sound all the time. It's just too much. <laughs> yeah, you know, my brain craves like moments of clarity. So, um, um deprivation tanks i do like a deprivation tank i'm probably gonna do one of those in the next couple of days because it's just it's time if you haven't done a float you should definitely if you like silence put on my album (laughs) drive to a float tank (laughs) 1018 now available on all major stream (laughs) platforms and at rainamystique.com yeah and then live your life do yoga to it you know it's yeah. that kind of music. Yeah, you're totally a yoga deprivation tank. You got a lot of like drives. a lot of secretaries like Michael Bublé. Like, I'm your girl. Mm. 
which which is funny because like I, I see your music just resonating with Michael Bublé's fan group, I'm which you I know you would be that. so happy for. <laughs> I'm down like, for I want that. the Michael Bublé secretaries. I do like let's be friends. Like it, it was so funny last night we were playing out. Uh, we were just jamming out at Drew's and uh, uh, and his wife came downstairs and somebody started singing. Oh my god, it was something and. And we were like, who's singing? It was an old R&B song, like, like, a la Boys of Men. But it wasn't Boys of Men. It was like one of those, I think it was All For One. All For One's okay. hit. Which, what song? You remember All For One's only hit? You anyway, no. somebody, somebody started singing that. And, and like, we couldn't figure it out. And his wife was just like, it's all for one. Come on, guys. It's all for one. And I was like, I was like, this is why my wife loves the Midwest, because every woman knows like all the all the classic R&B. They love they just love the R&B and the soul. Like just a, I can see you doing well here with, with women. And of course, once the women are there, then the dudes will slowly be trickling. Women rule. I agree. I mean, they're the life givers. They're 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 the rational and mostly rational uh, side of the coin and is uh and, and that kind of is a good segue into superior because you kind of have superior it's kind of one of those songs for women right oh my god yeah superior is my love song to women like it literally is women are amazing um i myself am a woman it's my love song to women. I just, that's like literally it. Like we were recording that song in the studio and I was like, I need you to envision the women in your life. And I need you to play this song as if it were the way that you could, you were expressing your love to them. Like, like however you exp- like it has to be that like it is the most all encompassing love that you have. And it doesn't matter if it's your daughter or your wife, or your mom, or your sister, or your aunt, or a teacher that was a mentor to to you, like, that's who this is for. It's just, it's for women, so. That's really nice. Um, that's kind of a good thing to jump on, too, is your direction. As someone who doesn't, well, someone who hasn't been known as an instrumentalist, and, and, but, and knows the biases and the... <laughs> Of of, fr- of of being it, a vocalist, of being a vocalist in an instrumentalist world, in an instrumentalist where people world. don't think that vocalists are musicians. Um, Not all vocalists are. I, however, am a musician. So, someone who's coming from a vocalist standpoint and directing instrumentalists who are pure instrumentalists, who are wonderful instrumentalists, who probably, absolutely amazing. Some of them probably might even have that bias on some level. I mean. I know at one point in my career, I had that You bias. still do. No, I don't. Probably a little. Oh, uh, well, I've come to the realization that, <laughs> that vocalists are the ones that people are, are paying attention to, even though they're feeling the, the drums and the bass, but they're, dan- they're bobbing to the drums and the bass, but their focus, their, their main focus is on who's singing. Mm-hmm. And th- there's a lot of value in that. Whereas I'm coming from a world of like funk or like down tempo or like bonobo or something where he doesn't have a lot of uh, 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 vocalists on his of a lot of instrumental, a lot of trippy, whatever noises, a lot of ethereal sounds going on. <laughs> and that, that's my world where I came from. And then, and then meeting you and, you know, 
starting a relationship and then actually and starting a musical relationship that really showed me the value of a, a good vocalist too like a solid vocalist who's a confident one someone who can handle who's a, a musician who is a musician mm -hmm. so can you kind of talk about like some of the directions like okay, like do you remember some of the direct like for two years like what are some of the directions you were giving <laughs> you guys i did not give musical directions no but not like not I like gave, okay here's the a flat to no not like that but I like gave, how you just talked about how you were talking about superior um i was like because that's a you need to cry like you need like i need to feel that you are sad right now like i need to feel that pain <laughs> that was the kind of direction yeah. that i was giving um you know there was a little bit of just like okay well this is my idea on adventure it was um you guys know like like um brother brother like what's mm. going on and how there was a party like that's what we're doing we need to have a party like it needs to be fun it needs to be like so just on like it was more about like getting the vibe right because the songs were recorded live like there wasn't it wasn't like the drums going in track and then the guitar goes in and tracks it was all like <laughs> we're in the room together so we have to create this this vibe and we all have to be vibing together and so each song has its own feel and so I wasn't, I mean, there was a couple of times when I was like, hey, like, let's do this stop here or hey, I want the baseline to be like this or mm -hmm. things like that, like a little bit of that. But it was mostly just like, this is where my brain was when I was writing this song. And so let's 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 take ourselves there. That's good. No, I think that's valuable information, especially coming from somebody who who might be a vocalist out there and might be experiencing those biases and find themselves in a position where everyone's looking to you for. But it does also help. help to be able to like write out charts and stuff yeah, it does. like ahead of time. Cause yeah, totally. I mean, we didn't really practice before we went into the studio, but simply because like I live in Ohio and the band lives in California. So there was a lot of, um, just like, um, like my sister's calling you. Why? I don't know, but she called me and then called you. So should we answer it? Let's yeah, do it while we're on the it. podcast. Okay. Come put on speakerphone. What's up, Tia Lala? Yeah, what's up with you? Um, I'm doing a podcast with Mike, so you're on his podcast now. Say hi to the world. <laughs> they can hear you, Lisa. I'm so sorry. Oh, I man. I saw you called me yesterday. I saw. Oh, where are you going? Ooh. Have a great time. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. Um, why don't you call me back afterwards? I just wanted to ask you guys a favor with the dogs for tomorrow night. Okay, you got it. It's yes. I think. <laughs> the answer is yes. yes. Okay, we'll call you back. Say bye to say say bye to the world. Goodbye, world. I'll miss you. <laughs> <laughs> that could be taken so dark. <laughs> Bye. Oh, congratulations to Lisa Pengrove. No, it's not Grove, it's Gove. Gove. Pengrove. Pengrove. I don't know his fucking last name. What the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, I don't even know where we were. So um, I'm talking about direction. And oh, my band lives in California so, yeah. and I live in Ohio, so... I would write the songs and then just send them chord charts and demos, like acoustic demos of the songs. And um, acoustic demos were awesome because I did not want them to feel locked in. To me, it was about 
their expression because the thing with the thing with working with a band is that it's kind of like like a potluck like you know um somebody brings the yam somebody brings the meat and somebody brings the macaroni and salad or whatever it is and you have this like potluck and as long as everybody's a good cook like you don't have to micromanage people Mm. so it was just like here's the idea here's the type of food we're making yeah and let's go and so when we got to the studio obviously there's probably like a little apprehension because they're like this woman's crazy like she wants to record all of this stuff live and we're literally like practicing it to the tape as we record it um every song was recorded like three times like we did like three takes of each song and then kind of picked the one that we liked the best um and so yeah that's that's kind of how it that's kind of how it worked and i mean it just worked out great I I don't even know like just it's, I'm just so blessed to be able to work with these guys and yeah. Can we give them a shout out? Can you tell us who's on the album? I can. Um Phil Woodring is the um drummer, which is the current well as we do He was just on your podcast, right? He was, that's the last episode. Oh, nice. You guys so, should go check that out. Yeah. So this will be, because I'm posing this right after we're done. Oh, that's fun. Ooh, yeah. instant gratification. Hey. What? Hey. It must hey. be those like hey. wifely benefits. You know it is. Uh, and then Tito Guerin is the guitarist. Chase Pato played uh, the Rhodes and the Wordlitzer. On the first three songs of the album, it was Kyle Drammy on the bass. And then on the second half of the album the second three set of three songs it was chris duvall on the bass and i'm the vocalist on adventure there is a guest vocalist jen mango shout out to jen for coming in and helping get the party started you guys will hear that um and then all of the songs were mixed and engineered and recorded by tim felton of the surefire soul ensemble and they were all the songs were mastered at golden mastering in california yeah ventura california mm-hmm. um ventura is nice it's a cool little community mm-hmm. um yeah the 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 whole process i, I just loved i mean I, I always talk about tim's place but it's just like this little candy land for kids you know just for musicians who want to just go and be like well Look at land. Look at this. But he's he's doing cool shit over there, and and he's putting out. And Tim just he's a great musician on his own and in his own behalf. Is there is there anything about this recording process that you would change, or is there anything that you learn from it that you won't do again like this? I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that I would change. I I mean, um, maybe not eat a giant meal (laughs) in the middle of the day and then go back and like record more because I kind of got a little cotton mouth. I mean, that could have been the weed that I was smoking too. (laughs) I don't know. No, actually, I've done a lot of conventional recording, a lot of tracking, a lot of like... I've rehearsed this song a million times and I'm going to go there and I'm going to lay it down in one take. I've done a lot of that. Um, But just being at that point in my life where I'm trying to grow myself, I absolutely loved this recording process. Like loved, 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 would not change anything about it. Wouldn't change the people, wouldn't change the place. I mean, it's just a great moment in time. 
And it, it kind of goes back to how you're almost like a thrill seeker in a way. It not- was a huge thrill. If you are a musician and you are looking for a thrill, I don't know what podcast number it was, Mike. You'll have to go back it's and the, check. But the very one before this, Phil Woodring, one sixty two. Well, did you guys talk about the recording process? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. And 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 it freaked Phil out, but. But it's amazing. Like, you don't grow if you... I mean, I was freaked out. I was nervous. Like, I don't even know what's going to happen here. Um, I know you were just like, you're nuts. Like, what the hell is your problem? Well, I was... It was... I still don't agree with it. But at least this last time. Because the way you had it was like, no one could really hear themselves fully. Mm -hmm. They all... Everyone had to sort of listen things. things But you can feel. I mean, the thing is, is you have... Music is a feeling. Even people that lose their hearing can still create beautiful music because it's all muscle memory. And I mean, we've all been doing this so long that it's in us. And and granted, we haven't really rehearsed these songs. But the intent and the feeling doesn't leave your body. Like telling people like this is a really sad song. I need you to make your guitar cry or um, like, let's just have fun, guys. Let's Mm. just have a party. Like just enjoy yourselves. All of the hard work is there. Like I wasn't working with like amateur or even intermediate level players. Mm. I was working with we're all all professionals. And so to just be able to go in there and use all of your hard work and have it pay off like yeah. that's that's that is like enough to bring a tear to my eye you know <laughs> well, it's literally fucking relying on your instincts mm-hmm. you're like and and which is one of the things that that i think any artist has to do because artists maybe not reina but but a lot of artists that i talk to and me including are full of self-doubt um Oh, of course I have <laughs> self-doubt. I mean, like, what kind of artist would I be <laughs> if I didn't have self-doubt? But, but you know, like, a lot of times that self-doubt will overrule um, your your natural ability and your, your ability that this, this skill that you've been working on for your entire, almost your entire life, it, you can easily psych yourself out and 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 all that training all that practicing doesn't mean shit because you're you're getting in your own way and instead of just being like i don't know what to expect i know that i'm good enough to do anything let's go <laughs> let's just do it or just or just being like i know i've done this enough that i can i'll make it happen however it's gonna happen um i just saw steve such's post he just got a um he just got this offer to play. Who's a drummer? A, who's a drummer? Steve Such. He's an incredible drummer. He played on Broadway with uh, Rock of Ages. So if you ever saw Rock of Ages in, on Broadway in the last few years, Steve was playing the drums. And he was also a drummer for the Dynasty for a short stint. But um, he just posted. He's like, yeah, gig life for real. It was like, uh, he was like, just got offered this musical on Broadway or something. And I have to play tonight. And uh, there's no, there's no, um, there's no music for it. It's all just going to be instincts. And he was like, yeah. And I said, yes, who cares? Let's go. And it's just like, you you almost have to have that reliance on your instincts. Well, that's like experiment hour at our shows when people are just like, I tell people like, I'll just play your song. Like, mm-hmm. it might not come out how you expect it, but I'll do it. So I it's won't say out. no. It's coming out. And like, you have to do those things. You don't practice something for like decades to tell people no i mean yes you do have to say no Mm. um you do have to say no but sometimes you just you gotta 
have some fun take and a chance. take a risk and experience what all your hard work was for you know yeah. everything's not supposed to be perfect no but i think this album is perfect in its imperfections I, I love it it's a moment in time and it's a really awesome moment in my life so i'm really happy with it that's cool can you think of any can you think of any um and i always preface this so no one gets the wrong idea but you get it but uh is there any failures in your life that that you've um and it can be musically non-musically that you've uh that you learned from or maybe didn't learn from or is, is there anything that you can think of because I, we touched on it a little bit is like failure is not the end all be all. It's, 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 it's a learn. It, this is where you learn. It's like when you fuck up, that's where you learn. Sometimes <laughs> some people ignore that and just keep fucking up. Mike Lawford. But <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes you learn from your mistakes and you grow from that. So I was just curious if, if you have any kind of personal failures or failures in music where, where you took that and was like, and, and learned something and, and it just changed the way that you just approach that. From, or or if you didn't. Like I have tons of failures. Yeah, <laughs> but is there anything that sticks out in particular? Any any big moments? Um, I, I mean, parenting. <laughs> <laughs> um, just some of the music I've released, auditions. I mean... Where do I start? I mean, every. Well, then let's go with the music you've released. What What did you learn from that first experience? Okay, so don't we're rush. Twenty five. Don't rush. Don't rush. Like, there's literally, there is no time limit. Like, I, the big thing is, you know, for me when I made that when I released my first like album, um, it was like, oh my god, I'm twenty five. I have to release an album. I haven't done anything, and like, if I don't release this, like, well, am I even a musician? Like, and this is like, this is like, way before like the internet was really like a big thing. Like, you know, like there wasn't. There's so much information now, you know, and singles. You can do lots of singles, but this was before all of that. You know, when you still pressed CDs and stuff, and you know all that good stuff but i rushed like it was just like i have to get this out within a certain time frame and i hear i hear artists say that kind of thing all the time it's just like well i'm almost 21 or i'm almost 25 or i have to get this out by the end of the year because i set a goal for myself and it's like you can't rush you can't rush the process that's a huge thing like rushing the process is what made that music sound the way it does taking my time on this and and this newer project and doing it on terms that weren't rushed but that just felt like comfortable for everybody you can hear the difference and it, it really like if if you spend an extra six months on a project who cares who at the end of the day who cares you know i've had music that's been released for a decade and it's like if i would have waited an extra eight months or two weeks even it's like it would have been a completely different thing. And so just, you know, I need to be a singer because I'm going to go to the voice next year. And it's like, who cares if you don't go on the voice next year? Like there's a lifetime of opportunity and that's not the only way or just whatever it is. I just don't Rome was not built in a day. It wasn't built in two days. It wasn't built in a year. Like take your time and appreciate the process because the process is the reward yes the reward is like hearing people say like i love your music but for me like 
that's not the part that i want yes i want the metrics like yes help me help me help me break a thousand you know help me break a thousand on spotify and and like help me like grow my music and and yes i like yes we need that but at the end of the day like the reward for me is to be able to look back and be like i did that and i did that on my own terms and i didn't feel pressured and that's huge so don't rush that would be my like there's no there's no hurry there's literally no hurry you're stressing yourself out and you're not being true to yourself wise words (laughs) (laughs) um so what what was uh what what i was actually curious on like why well i think you've told me once but i've already forgotten and these people don't know anything about our, our private conversations, but uh, what was your ordering, your trackless ordering? What was the rationale behind it? Because I remember when we were first sort of like when we got the songs and we were like, oh, well, this will be the EP. We'll just, we're going to, we're going to just stick with these songs. And then, you know, we started doing trackless orders and I know I was like, uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to mix up the sessions So it wasn't like two different sounding sides. But now I've come to really like how it's set up where it, it, you just see, you kind of hear a progression almost. But it, I mean, even the second session has a totally different tonality to it. And, and, and it might sound the same and, you know, it's mostly the same players, but there is a different tone to it. There is a different feel to the last three songs as opposed to the third, the first third, which was broke up in two sessions so the first three songs of the first session the last three songs of the, the second session mm-hmm. what kind of was the idea behind it? just sort of splitting them up in that way there, not that that was why you split them up that way but that's just sort of how it fell and that's just how it sounded good like, that's it like i think it different was a great song to start with and superior was a great song to end with and I mean, this is a singles world. So at the end of the day, like people might just listen to one song and never listen to the other songs. Like, so really like it only matters to me. But when I listened to it, that's the order that I liked. That's literally it. I tried it a bunch of ways and I was like, nope, this is how it goes. This is, this is the story that I'm telling with this. Like it starts with like acknowledging that you're different and then appreciating yourself at the end and going through life in the middle what's something that what's sort of um besides taking your time what's something that you well let's break it down to like actually what you do uh you know voice lessons and stuff like what you some of the things you do one of the things you do but like what what is what's the advice you give to your students the most what's the most thing and it it could be for the voice breathe breathe just expand on that a little yeah um well there's a right way to breathe Mm. there's it's like this low breath um it's it's literally the breath that um if you have panic attacks if you have high anxiety if you have high blood pressure it's the type of breath that your doctor is going to prescribe to you if you have a good doctor (laughs) um um it's the breath that you use in meditation it's the breath you use in yoga it's the same breath that you use to connect to singing i've learned that it's the breath that you use when you act like it's literally the breath of life and so (laughs) it, it really is it truly truly is um i i um when I go to the doctors and, you know, they put that stethoscope on your back or mm-hmm. on your chest and they take, they say breathe and most people are like, <sighs> and yeah. they just do this big breath. I'm always like, 
and it's like from my belly and like before i've even exhaled they're on to the next spot yeah. and they're just like how are you blowing like a hundred percent on this like blow meter and i'm just like oh yeah well i teach breathing for a living it's what i do um but i tell them to breathe like when you are about to sing a song don't just go don't feel pressured breathe when you're going into an audition breathe when you're about to tell a story breathe when you're in the recording studio connect to your breath that's what the click is for right that's why the click comes in early that's why you get that everybody gets that right mm. so that we can all just exhale and inhale together so i i teach breathing so much <laughs> and, and and it's as much as i teach it like i still have to practice it it never goes away because your body will forsake you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I teach breathing a lot. I know like when you taught me like that method of belly breathing that it changed just, I mean, cause I use that for meditation and it's the four in and the eight out. Right. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Yep. Um, <laughs> see, she taught me, but I had to question myself because my memory fails me all the time. Mm -hmm. Your body will fail you. Um, but it's it's like and I use it so much now. It's just like part of my life because mm -hmm. just being an anxious person that I am, I like going anywhere new or different, or it is just I'm just a ball of anxiety, and my poor wife has to deal with that too. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how when you go into the studio, and I've kind of been in the studio so much, but going into the studio and like you might be totally fine and then all of a sudden the record button hits and like you're like oh i'm short of breath like and having to take a breath in that yeah. moment like it's insane how many times like i don't think there's ever been a time that that hasn't happened to me or like working with other artists in studio and like being like the ditty of the session you know and like having to like vocal direct and stuff and like telling the artist like you have to you have to let go before mm. you like start singing this i can hear how high up your breath is like to just so that you can take a full breath mm. is really important and like yeah, it really is important it is and it's so important in fact that there's a guy what's his name something wolf he's i think they call him the wolf but he's this guy who just does these crazy breathing exercises and he's able to like swim in frozen water and, and like he's able to climb mount everest in his boxer shorts and able to walk through the desert. For I'm not going to teach people how to do that. No, no, no. But <laughs> I'm just making the point of breathing because yeah. it's so important that that you can literally become something extraordinary. Like so you can do extraordinary things mm -hmm. from it. Yeah, you can just, push out a child if you center your breath. You know, extraordinary like, things. Extraordinary miracles. things. Miracles. Um, it, it's. Yeah, it's totally become a big part of my life. Is when I go into the steam room and, and I put in my my eucalyptus and you know I get my oils going and do my stretches and then I get into my steam uh, my meditation hour in the steam room. It's like right to breathing and and I've become pretty decent at it. I wouldn't say I'm the greatest at breathing, but ever since I started singing with Green Acre sessions, it's like it, it's become even more important to me because. I'm like I'm even practicing it while I'm practicing it now, which means that that it's sticky, you know, because you could just be, yep. you know, you could just doing all these chest things like I'm doing this thing over here, you know, you're trying to like push this thing out, you're forcing something, and really it's like 
it's supposed to flow out of you like a breath of air and you're just like hey you know, and that was it. bad that was not good. get it mike Ooh. <laughs> I just, i'm so embarrassed by my voice you'll get over it which is a weird uh, it's, it's not weird it's completely normal it is Everybody, normal let's let's talk about what singing is and please. this is a, this is a thing that i talk about a lot um yeah, I teach, please give me some stuff I, <laughs> I teach a lot of um like stage fright and audition prep classes and stuff and i tell people um like what is singing and it's literally breath coming out of your body vibrating against your bones and then literally entering someone's ear hole and vibrating into their ear hole like that's that's like sex (laughs) you know what i mean like like that's remarkable and it's it's different from like you know plucking a guitar string and it resonates throughout the body of the string and then you're you're hearing those vibrations in your ear hole like that's personal Mm -hmm. but like we're talking about like my literal breath is what's creating sound waves that are vibrating against your ear hole. And and with to that respect, like you're not gonna be everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. Why? Because like everybody's ear hole is created differently and it needs certain sounds. Like certain sounds feel good, you mm-hmm. know? Yes, some of us have a more round tone than others and it, it can appeal to a bigger audience or whatever it is but really it's authenticity um and so people need to stop getting hung up on tone because tone is something that you learn it's just like dexterity with your fingers on the piano it's mm-hmm. something that you learn but being authentic and being committed are something that like you don't have to learn you can do those things like mm-hmm. we we're all committed if we want to be we're all as authentic as we're gonna be because that's just who we are so we get hung up on like oh, i'm so embarrassed of my voice and it's like tell me your story like we are the only instrument in the planet that gets words when I listen to like Vivaldi's like seasons and they're like, this is autumn. And to me, it's about bubblegum and like walking down the street, you know, mm-hmm. and it, there's a lot of room for interpretation. But if right. I'm using my words correctly, I'm conveying a very clear message to you. Um, and so people need to stop focusing less on the tone and that's going to come mm-hmm. and focusing more on the breath and the story that they're telling, because that's what the voice is for. It's to tell the story. So, I like that. I like that. It's like sex. It is. Yeah, I mean, like, like, how personal is that? You're taking somebody in. You're, like, literally receiving somebody. I get to be the male, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I get to ear fuck you. <laughs> it's so funny because you'll, you'll be like, if I was a dude, I'd be so good at fucking. I <laughs> like, would. I got hip motions. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying right now. <laughs> What's up, ladies? I could strap it up. Oh I'm just kidding. I'm not doing hey. that. I'm not doing that. Well, you are playing a lesbian in the new... Uh, the new, uh, uh, new I'm understudying. Understudying. I'm but understudying. You're, you're still learning that stuff. So. Uh-huh. I am. Learning we have to thing. pick up our son now? Well, pretty we soon. we got a few minutes. Mm-hmm. We'll get closer. Is there anything else you'd like to know before we end this session? I was just going to ask you how your uh, understudying has been going at the Rose. Great. It seems like the Rose is taking a shine to your girl here. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to say that. No. I'm going to say that I've been very fortunate You're right. to have done, to be doing my second run there as an understudy. And that's, 
huge like it's literally paid training <laughs> like it's amazing um so that's nice and then i have like other projects as well that i'm working on and getting on? ready to go on auditions cool. and all that good stuff so that's cool what like what, what do you see for the 2019 since it's the new year um well, my goal is just to drink more water. I do. I drink a lot of water, but my goal is to, so I see myself being hella hydrated with glowing skin. Um, and it, maybe I'll hold on to my depression for a little bit because I kind of like it, and I want to get a few more songs in. <laughs> get a few more. Get a few more jams under my belt before I go back to all the happy stuff. <laughs> um, but I, I would really like to just write more act more i just want to i want to create i want to create as much as possible collaborate with people um live shows man i could do more live shows but really like if i do any live shows like like gigs regular gigs or whatever to me i know i shouldn't say that because they're like my money maker like they pay well and i do gigs but i'd really like to I'd love to be able to call my band that I just recorded this album with and be like, Hey guys, like I have enough money to pay you to go on the road. Like mm -hmm. that would be like winning Yeah. to just be like, I can pay for your plane ticket. I can pay for your hotels. I can pay for your food and I'm going to send you home with some cash. It might not be a lot, mm -hmm. but I can pay for your experience on the road. That would just be a dream. So if there's anybody out there that's listening that wants to sponsor a tour or co-sponsor a tour or knows how to get that done, holla at your girl cuz that would just be like and and like it's not even about me. Like it's about just being able to share this experience with people that I really admire. So that's what I see for 2019. My son turning 5 being married for eight years um more music that's coming up huh eight years is eight years coming up yep in a couple of days in like a week <sighs> okay scoff i didn't mean to scoff insert rolly eyes here it was it was more the idea of time passing than it was like us us it was more like oh my god eight years jesus christ i know i mean you seen that meme it's like 1999 was officially 20 years ago Ugh. bro y2k what don't turn off your computers like <laughs> prince like we're gonna party like and he retired that song too that time he played it for the last time new year's eve in 1999 look at that and he retired that song. was 20 years ago like that was Prince my that was my then. first go round at overalls and crop tops and <laughs> chokers <laughs> now we're I, back baby i'm back baby 20 years later doing it right <laughs> so should we listen to the album uh yeah let's listen to the album that's super fun sweet well then let's let's end it here and then you guys listen to the to the ep um again you can get that at randommystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e that's where the physical that's where the physical copies that's are. the physical copies but, but you can download it on amazon on google play on spotify on title on apple music like literally <laughs> youtube anywhere anywhere um, randa's been getting random because today is since we're releasing it today i decided to release this podcast today and and today friday uh january 4th 2019 we are releasing 1018 the new ep by Raid mystique and the dynasty let's not forget about the dynasty yes <laughs> that was really important to me 
to acknowledge the dynasty because it wasn't just yeah it wasn't just me yeah. like there's no way that that album would have sounded like that <laughs> if i was playing those instruments <laughs> Can we go back? Can I do that again? He would have not gotten a live recording. This is a hundred take, Raina. You're running out of tape. <laughs> now just do it again. I'm gonna try to get that soloed out again. Hold on, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> uh, okay, Raina Mystique, thank you very much for coming in and hanging out with me today. I appreciate Hooray! it. Insert air horn. Burr, burr, burr. Burr. Uh, um, yeah, go get the album um and uh, share it with a thousand with people, people. DM, share with, dm everyone you know dm everyone you know spam them that's just how it goes get on that spam train baby spam musubi <laughs> be good to your fellow human beings do you want to say the other one no come on say the other one i won't hj's for everybody <laughs> let's let's jump on over to 1018 in its entirety enjoy
You are 